Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. January 7th, 2020 edition of the Astro Energy Astrology Show. I am Shelley Overton. I'm an astrologer in Orlando, Florida. I want to welcome you today and Happy New Year. We are going to discuss the upcoming years and some of the planetary aspects, and we're going to take call, calls and callers questions today. So um, I guess I should tell you about... Um, probably initially all the news stories that are coming up because there's a lot going on right now. If you've been paying attention, I actually just called up the news here to kind of go over some of the stuff that has been happening. And I think personally, the biggest news story for me is the fires in Australia. And part of the reason is because it's a whole continent I went on the New York Times this morning just to see on the main page, the home page of the New York Times, and there wasn't a single thing about it. And that's amazing to me because there are a million acres or it might even be hectares. I'm not sure, but it's the size of Manhattan just in one area, just in New South Wales, which is the lower uh, eastern, southeastern side of the continent. And that just blows me away that we wouldn't as a collective, pay more attention to this because I could have sworn when I woke up this morning that there was a smell and, you know, I'm pretty intuitive also. So if I key into something, I pick up stuff and I'm very much, um, at my olfactories pick up a lot of this stuff. So I smell things and it smelled like, um, kind of like burnt newsprint newspaper, which is kind of interesting and rather, ironic uh, considering there was nothing about it on the headlines of the New York Times. So anyway, um, today we have Mars in Sagittarius at two degrees and it's directly opposite the moon, which now has moved to six degrees of Gemini. So we have this really strong uh, foreign energy and transportation and educational energy in the skies right now. And so um, I'm just going to quickly talk about the moon. So the moon in Gemini, the moon is home and family. It's mother in the sign of Gemini, which is siblings or neighbors. It's communications. It's thought processes. It's also how money manifests. Um, it's kind of like money for money. I think I mentioned that some at some point in the past. But 
um, Gemini is a thought process, an air energy. So information comes to us through mind, through intellect, through electrical impulses, but also being an air sign, it kind of fans the flames of what's going on. It, it gives it oxygen. Now, opposite that is Mars in Sagittarius. Mars in Sagittarius is a fire sign, and it's a fire planet because it naturally rules Aries. So in Sagittarius, it's in its own element, so to speak. And Sagittarius is about uh, seeking out information far away or going towards that which is foreign to us. So it's a drive. It's an energy of movement. But in Sagittarius, it answers to the ruler of Sagittarius. And the ruler of Sagittarius is Jupiter, which is in Capricorn. And so, of course, we have this approaching stellium in five days and six days. So uh, five days we have, um, actually, I think Mercury is the first to cross Saturn and Pluto, which today, by the way, are at both 22 degrees of Capricorn. So they are, are already at the same degree. They're not at the exact same minute. Saturn is at 2210 and Pluto is at 2238. So the reason that we wait until the 12th and 13th is because that's the day when they are at exactly the same degree and exactly the same minute in the sky. And so um, we have Mercury going over the two and that's the 12th. And then we have Sun going over the two and that's the 13th. So we're going to have this huge energy that's coming and already it has been really showing itself and kind of expected it within a week but it's actually been a little bit longer so we had this Iranian uh, figurehead he was I guess what they say and pardon me I mean I I do want to know what's going on with these things but I tend to limit how much I watch of it anymore because it's just too much and it makes me very depressed so um, Suleimani, I guess is his name, and he was basically assassinated last Friday, and so that set off a chain reaction, and I'm just looking at the headlines. Currently, we've got um, a death toll of 50 people were trampled at the funeral because um, there was a, a scare or whatever, and they trampled each other. So there are 50 people dead after his funeral in Iran. And so it's like just getting more intense. We've got the fires in Australia, which, of course, are Mars in Sagittarius, the fire energy. That's the drive, the engine. And it is summer down there, so it's really warm. I honestly couldn't translate very accurately Celsius to Fahrenheit, but I know it's between 30 and 40 degrees centigrade and that translates to or Celsius translates to right around I think 85 to 90 so um, yeah it's it's this very hot energy and at the same time here in Florida we've been getting a cold wave so uh, locally we excuse me been very much answering to the Capricorn energy which is cold and chilled and so we've got kind of a mixed bag of things going on but Mars opposite the moon is going to be, um, again, archetypically, you would take the energy of the planet and translate that to a person or a type of person. So the moon is mom. The moon is the head of the household or the person who nurtures you. 
It can be a feminine energy. And Mars is men and masculinity. It is drive. It is anger. It is um, authority in some respect, um, masculine authority. And it's it's um, basically the symbology of men and drive and fire energy. So we've got this going on. Interestingly, there isn't any rain. There's been mild rain from what I understand in Australia, but it's not like really um, drenching the whole continent, the whole country, which it needs to do. And so we've got this terrible excuse me for saying so or not, but it's a global crisis. That smoke is going off into the atmosphere and it will be working its way around the globe because of the trade winds and the jet stream. So we do have this global energy hitting us and uh, Mars is in aspect by, just by sign, not by degree to Neptune. And it will be continuing to move closer and closer to a direct square to Neptune. So it is highlighting the energy of the disconnect between the water and the fire. And it's really true in that particular scenario. They don't have any water. There's barely any rain. It's been very dry. This is why the bushes are in flames right now. If you get a chance, I would recommend go over to, um, well, actually, I've been following on Instagram the um, Australia Zoo and Terry Irwin. So she had posted the other day a link to donate to, I don't know if it's just to the, um, to Australia, but I'm going to research it a little bit more today and I'm going to donate to the zoo. And they're, uh, they're saying half a billion animals have perished in this fire. So it's pretty significant. It's not really making headlines the way I think it should. This is, as far as I'm concerned, the biggest humanitarian crisis we are experiencing so far in this decade, which is all of seven days old. But um, anyway, we've got that. We've got Iran. We've got um, the impeachment articles are being withheld, not surprisingly, because now, um, honestly, Trump has assassinated, had someone assassinated, which completely diverted the attention away from the impeachment, not surprisingly. Um, and so, there, I've heard in the interim there's a movie called Wag the Dog, which I paid attention to only because of the trailers at the time. But apparently that's the whole story of basically diverting attention in politics. So I'm going to try and watch that in the near future. And maybe you can, or maybe you can even comment. I've got the chat room open on the blog or on uh, Blog Talk Radio. So go check that out. Also, I want to tell you, I've got a few people waiting in line. If you want a reading today, uh, hit one on your keypad because then I can call on you and we can get to some calls today, which we didn't get to last week. Um, it's 11:11 here in Orlando. For those of you who are paying attention to 11:11, make a wish. But I know what my wish is. Um, anyway, so all this Earth energy means that we are feeling. Uh, we are experiencing the energy of Capricorn as Capricornians experience it. It is very grounded, um, very restrictive in structure. It can mean that you're really needing to have things very orderly. And it can mean that you're not necessarily able to see a bigger picture because you have to have things a certain way. 
that is kind of how we are seeing a lot of stories with the way we are being governed right now all over the world. There's um, repetitive stories of people clashing with leaders and leaders going in that clash with the people, the majority or the ones who are outspoken, I should say. Um, and so it is representative of hierarchy and that upheaval is going on because Pluto, the planet Pluto is about digging deep into the psychology of why we behave the way we behave. That's the ultimate goal of Pluto and to understand value on a collective level. The slower moving planets, the ones that take longer to go around the sun are the ones that really dig in and bring to our attention whatever their personal theme is. So as Pluto goes around the sun, he's in Capricorn, he is having us pay attention to the mindset, the collective mindset of organization, of hierarchy, of systems. Could be the church, could be structure of many different types. It is also the physical structure of things. I personally always think about it. We have new um, transportation systems going in in Orlando, and I think probably every city in this country has this ongoing, what we call in Denver, cone zones. And so there's all this construction going on right now, and I know the infrastructure has been infused with a bit of extra money now to really shore it up because it is getting very, very old. But we have this new overpass that I go under a lot of times. They have been working on it for two years. And every time I look at it, I just think, is this thing going to hold? <laughs> you know, I think it's probably one of my little fears as I go under it. It's like, wow, this thing is really massive and it's really heavy. <laughs> you know, I sure hope that they know what they're doing and that the concrete is sound. And then yesterday, I ended up going over it on the top side of it. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh. And then what occurred to me, and this is just Capricorn thoughts, is in structure, as your car, which may weigh 2,000 pounds, goes over this bridge, your little 2,000 pounds is not going to mean a whole lot to that structure as you move because you're in no one spot for very long. So it's really just kind of like slight pressure as you go over the whole thing. Now, a semi-truck, probably a little bit more, or if there were a, a backup of vehicles, but your one little vehicle is probably not going to make a hill of beans a difference to that structure. But these are the thoughts, I think, knowing astrology and thinking about that Capricorn energy and how much we've had um, difficulty in the last three years with squares to Capricorn with um, there, there was a Mars square, there was a Uranian square before it went into Taurus. Um, so we've had a lot of hits to the structure and you've felt it in your personal life through family, through your growing sense of personal identity that you want to do more of what you want to do. I know I feel it. I feel, you know, I've raised two kids and my daughter's grown now, but she's going to college and I want to make sure she's settled in where she's going and then I can figure out where I'm going to go. And it hasn't been really clear. So right now I'm kind of in limbo and, uh, and I don't really know where I want to live and I'm going to try and um, figure that out in the next six months. But 
It's okay. Um, if you're if you're kind of in transit, if you're a Scorpio rising, I know multiple people with Scorpio risings who are kind of going through the same thing. With Capricorn in the third house, you would think it would be the fourth, but actually um, the third house for Scorpio rising is Capricorn and the fourth house is Aquarius, which means that it is not stable and it's a bit um, in chaos. So It'll be interesting to see what happens when Saturn actually moves into uh, Aquarius this year, which is March 21st, because when that happens, it's going to add a certain amount of structure to the chaos, and it's really going to have us want to make some kind of logical sense out of the chaos, and it will bring us to a point where we are a little bit more open because the energies will work together. It will be the focus on Aquarius and bringing the Aquarian ideas and ideals down into the material world. So we're going to have more technology that relates to our daily lives, that relates to our careers or the idea of systems in society. So it's going to be interesting. It's not there for very long. I think it's only there for um, maybe three months. Could be four. I'll look it up here for us real quick while we're talking. Um, and goodness, I don't see my glasses on. There they are. Yeah, it's tough. Time goes up, <laughs> and you need your your glasses to see me. I actually have really good vision. I'm a really lucky person. I have pretty strong vision. I don't need glasses for anything other than reading now. But. Let's see here. Saturn goes into Aquarius in March. We'll be in Aquarius for all of April. And half of May, he turns retrograde around May 12th and is still in Aquarius until the 3rd of July. So, you know, three and a half months, pretty pretty solidly. And we're going to get a nice taste of what it's like to live in Aquarian times. Um, and then He'll go back in for about six months. I believe he doesn't really get back to uh, Aquarius until December. And then that'll be really the last time he'll be in Capricorn for almost 30 years. Yeah, December 17th um, or 16th, I think it might be. Around then, he'll be back in in Aquarius. Excuse me. So July through, well, January through March and July through December. And those are the times that we have the ending of this old feeling of um, wrapping something up. It is an indicator of health and the elderly and maturity, mastering something. So those are all kind of subtleties of this energy that we're feeling. I'm trying to hold the phone here and um, also so many things. I swear, I've told you before, technology doesn't like me this year, this past year. And so my earbuds are dead and um, I have to hold the phone. I have to get a new pair of earbuds so that I can talk to you. Um, I've, it's like all technology seems to be giving me a hard time right now. Not surprising. And I've mentioned this before too. I, I'm sorry, I keep saying I mentioned before, but I feel like sometimes I say the same thing over and over and I qualify it because I worry that you all are like, oh, my gosh, she's repeating herself. But maybe that's getting old. So I'll try not to do that as much as well. But, um, yeah, I I definitely have my technical issues and my technological issues. Being I have Uranus near my son in 
the house of Aquarius in the sign of Virgo. It's a lot of electronic energy. So um, Venus is in Aquarius also right now. Venus is giving us, I think, a little bit of hope. Personally, I see Venus in Aquarius as um, a little bit of freeing energy. It's like we're able to detach more. We're not quite as deeply emotional in some sense that, um, you know, generally Venus, it rules feminine energy. And she is more the emotional gender historically. And Aquarius is a masculine sign. And it is a sign of detachment. So having Venus gone through this um, Capricorn time, at the end of last year, and now she's in Aquarius, she's able to let go of some of those deeper, um, worrisome feelings that she's gone through. And her desires are for something in the future, more hopeful, more bringing in the new, um, wanting to understand with clarity. And also, because Venus rules beauty, love and money, she is much more free of some of the dogma that she was really immersed in during the Capricorn time. And she's able to let go of some of um, the dogma that she had around money and look towards a brighter, different way of integrating what she wants to do. And keep in mind, again, Aquarius is the sign of entrepreneurship and independence. And so there is a desire for independence. There is now a desire to break away from the hierarchy and the dogma and the stigma that we've had in the past. So um, Venus and Aquarius, LGBTQ people are ruled under the sign of Aquarius. And so um, there is more of an ownership of that particular um, attribute in astrology. So um, you may find that people who, I mean, I, I was watching, um, what was it, Golden Globes this past weekend. And there was a tribute to a comedian. It was a Carol Burnett Award of Distinction. And um, Ellen DeGeneres got it. And she told the whole story of how, well, they did in video form of her life story and how she came out and what that meant. And then the um, one of the Saturday Night Live comedians stood up and um, mentioned how, significant that was for her as a young woman as even a teenager that it mattered to her so we'll see more of that energy under the venus in aquarius um neptune still in pisces still chugging through the water energy bringing awareness to the oceans and um also probably the energy of cleaning and connectedness and how we're all connected through water um and Uranus is in Taurus. He's still retrograde. He is trining right now Jupiter. And Jupiter has moved a little bit past an exact trine. He only has two more degrees of that trine window. And then he's past the trine to Uranus, but is still trine, meaning 120 degrees away by sign. So um, Jupiter is at the exact same degree as the south node, which means this is significant energy for shift and change, Taurus want, or excuse me, um, Jupiter, I don't know why I said Taurus, Jupiter wants us to transform our lives and be aware of our own drive and our own need to be on the go, our own need to detach in some respect, but it's focused on freedom as is Aquarius slash Uranus. Freedom is really kind of a 
going to be a catchphrase for the next decade. And Jupiter in Capricorn means that the people, and this is really beneficial. I really actually am very happy to see Jupiter there because Capricorn is such a strong, um, a strong sign, but also Saturn ruling Capricorn being in the sign of Capricorn can be um, kind of harsh in some ways because it really drags us into that world, you know, kicking and screaming sometimes. I know I do. And it's an earth sign. I have earth sign very strong in my chart, but the pragmatism of it and the restriction of it can wear on us. And so Jupiter wants to bring light and wants to bring that happiness and the joy into the Capricorn realm. So what it can do is really wake us up and say, hey, we've been way too serious for too long. Have some comedy. Enjoy your life. Go do fun things. And don't forget that you're here on this plane and you need to understand what your happiness is. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at um, the I'm sorry, I'm I'm kind of distracted here for a second. I'm looking at my um, chat room, and someone says, "Good day, fo- good day, folks. Coffee, anyone?" It's 2:15 here in Whit Sunday Island, so I'm assuming that's Australia. And I want to give a big shout out. It's um, pardon me if I get this wrong, Fidelio Bob. No, Fidelio Bob in the chat room. So he just gave a shout out here a few minutes ago. And I want to acknowledge that because man, my heart goes out. Australia is one of the places and New Zealand that I've always wanted to go. My heart somehow is attracted to that country. And I really hope before I go that that bucket list gets checked off bucket list um, assignment. (laughs) Anyway, I think I'm going to take some calls because I'm just kind of rambling on here and um, I just haven't talked to anyone in a while and I would really like to do that. So 817, hi, how are you? Hey, Shelly, how are you? Happy New Year. I'm good. Hi. Oh, okay. Wonderful. So um, what's going on in your new year? Are you adjusting to this new 2020 energy? Oh my God. Well, you know, I have Capricorn rising. (laughs) So mm-hmm. I have all that in yes. my first house. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on, and uh, it's just been crazy with a little bit of I'm just, it's all good. I'm not complaining about anything. It's all a lesson oh, in learning, wonderful. and it's fabulous. Yep, it's fabulous. Yeah. But as far as uh, my question is, we recently had a house show up out of nowhere to purchase, and oh, cool. we really didn't look for a house because we had a house. And uh, Mars and Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's what it was. Like a retreat center, yeah, that we may be opening, but the closing date awesome. kept getting fluctuated, and it's currently scheduled for this Friday. And I'm wondering, is that mm-hmm. a an auspicious day or not? Okay, um, well, let's just look it up, shall we? Let's see. Sure. Uh, Friday would be the tenth. Is that the tenth? Let's see, eight, nine, yeah. ten. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Let me see. Where are you at again? Arkansas. Okay. Um, Hot Springs? That reminded me. Okay. Land of crystals and crystal water. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's so cool. Okay, let me see if I got the abbreviation right. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) I'll use the AK, the AR. Which one is this? Alaska is AK. Okay. Yeah. And do you know what time? What time the closing is? 
Uh, well, no. I want to see if she's giving me a time yet. I did ask for it. Should be this. Okay. Let's see. Um, wow. Yeah, it's got that stone in the Capricorn. And, so this is interesting. Two, eleven and two. Well, I thought eleven twenty-seven. So let me just go with that okay. for now. Um, yeah, and that kind of looks good because Mars will be in your house of joint property. Um, so right. that kind of strikes a chord a little bit. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, so it lo- actually looks pretty good and pretty potent. The only, th- yeah, and even even the one negative aspect, what I would deem kind of negative is an in conjunct with Mars and Uranus is actually past the direct aspect. And so... Um, everything else is in sextile. There is the moon is in opposition, but that just means to me. I mean, there are oppositions, and oppositions historically have been negative, but I don't see them that way. It's not the way I interpret. I see them as synergistic, and they can, especially with the moon, it's a significator. So it says yes, this is going to happen, and it's within one degree of Mercury and the Sun on the other side of the Earth. So it's it's pretty significant because it's actually right on the full moon so yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> well you know that's pretty good and it's, it's kind of a big house with a nice piece of land mm. and it happened mm-hmm. within like a world and the guy needed to close in within a month because he needed the funds and then in the mm-hmm. meantime a pyramid showed up and then a labyrinth and into our lives that we could put mm-hmm. on the property and mark and i have talked about doing a retreat place for retreats we already do it at our house. This place would afford us the room. So mm-hmm. it just seems like everything's shoving it our way. <laughs> That's so cool. But yeah, no, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, definitely. A lunar eclipse. Oh, and Uranus goes direct that day. It goes direct at 8.49 p.m. Eastern, which is 7.49 p.m. for you. So um, not surprising. <laughs> it's the unexpected. And then uh, Mars is Mars and Sagittarius is property. So it's oh, wow. it's a pretty significant um yes, it is actually auspicious, as you said. It's quite an auspicious day. So um Uranus, the Uranus connection of Uranus going direct really influences and I got chills with this because Venus answers to Uranus in Aquarius and um having Uranus go direct, it's in Taurus and um something can shift. I'm just giving you a heads up. So there may be something that shifts quickly. And I know all I would say is there is a potential to like flip the house, so to speak. Like that's the kind of energy it is. It's like, we're going to do something and flip it immediately, but we'll see. Um, Wow. Well, we thought about it because it is, it has appreciation value without doing anything to it. It does need some work. Yeah. Okay. Well, you might actually just do the work and flip it really quickly and make the money and that, definitely could be what happens with the house. I mean, Uranus is all about the unexpected. And I mean, they say it's the unexpected, but for me, because I have a really strong connection to that kind of energy, um, it isn't as expected for me. I know to expect that there will be a shift. And I think that's the best we can do with Uranus or Aquarius. Right. Know that what you think is a done deal suddenly isn't. Um, and but you know the moon within a degree of opposition to Mercury, I would say definitely that's that's potent and significant, and um, it's amazing. Hang on one second. Sorry, I had to clear my throat. Um, so there are six entities in Capricorn that day. It's South Node, Jupiter, 
Sun, Mercury, Saturn, and Pluto, but they are in only three different degrees. So South Node and Jupiter are at eight degrees, Mercury and the Sun are at 19, and Saturn and Pluto are at 22, which is fascinating to me. So um, yeah, I think it's very significant that day. And so absolutely, if you're driven to it, go for it. Because it's yeah. it's quite auspicious. Well, the yeah, and you may would not be that we were supposed to close next week, and it got pushed up, you know, quickly. Mm-hmm. Got flipped to the day right. Friday and next yep. week, and scrambling mm-hmm. for funds for closing. It's just been a, a bit of a right. whirlwind. Well, I a will bit say of a Neptune Neptune and the Moon that day um, are going to be trying, but. Be cautious of water issues that are hidden. Um, the chart that I did has Neptune in the 12th and has the moon in the home and family sector. So um, I would say if you get a chance to look at it again, look for water damage around the house, unless you already know that's there. That's the most yeah, likely is, yeah. energy. Yeah, we know yeah. that. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. It's, it's okay. not leaking anymore, but it does need repair, which we're aware of. Okay, good. And, um, yeah, with Venus and Aquarius – you should have a good amount of clarity about what you're getting into with it. So, um, yeah, Uranus changing signs. There may be something going on with the finances. It's the last minute. So just be aware of that. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Well, that would be fine. Yeah. It's been a bit of a good win. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, good. Well, I'm excited to hear how it goes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there to – pardon me? I said bring your retreat. We're ready. Yes, I know. Well, you got to let me know. If you have a retreat, I definitely want to do more traveling for that kind of thing um, yeah. in this coming year. And I have some possibilities myself to do that. And I will advertise. Them. Oh, which thank you for reminding me. I'm going to start um, advertising this one. I have one on the other side of town. It's a workshop in astrology in Orlando. So if anybody listening is in Orlando February 1st, um, go to my Facebook page, Astro, or actually it's on Angelic Zodiac. Facebook page, and you can see the event there. So thank you for reminding me about that. <laughs> You're welcome. There's a reason for everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're rolling. All right. Well, I don't know. We're next good luck. We're going to do with our existing house, but we have a renter for three months to hold it off, so we'll see what happens. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, I'm excited to hear how it all goes. Let me know. Okay. <laughs> Take Excellent. care, Nancy. Thank you. Happy New Year. Yep. Okay. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. Bye. Yep. Okay. Let's see. As soon as my computer catches up. There we go. All right, 651. Hi, 651. Hi, Sally. This is Linda. Hi, Linda. What can I do for you Hi. today? Um, I'm, I'm feeling out of sorts, so I, I want to know, you know, what's kind of showing up in my in my chart. I know that um, this, mm-hmm. the, this stellium is, feels like it's really kicking my butt when it comes to home and family. Oh. Yeah, um, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. You know, I just I um I'm, I'm feeling under the weather today. I'm not feeling well, but you know, I got together with mm-hmm. my son and his wife, and and um you know was really hoping for like a you know a you know a different dynamic mm-hmm. in in us, and, right. and and I watched it unroll. It's like, oh my God, this whole thing has just mm-hmm. unrolled, and exactly the way yeah. it did by the blow up in 2010. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing oh, has changed wow. but me. Mm. Well, um, your chart, so your stellium straddles the house of um, soul group. That's where your Jupiter is in the south node. And then oh. it's in your 12th house. And it's the 
Mercury sun literally bookends your Chiron, your wounding. And that's, mm. that's Capricorn. That's the structure and it's within your subconscious. So it's, it's like you, how your belief system is played out in the world. Okay. So you're seeing like whatever your subconscious is going through, it's actually projected out there right now. The Capricorn energy is really doing that. I've noticed like almost as soon as you have a thought about something or a fear about something, it's presented to you. It's like instant karma oh kind God. of thing right now. Yeah, because um, Capricorn rules karma. So you have to be aware of that. In your chart, you have Pluto in the sign of Leo at 24 degrees in your house of marriage and partnership. And that also, even though it's marriage and partnership, it can also affect the home life. And you have the moon going through the home sector today. So, but keep in mind, Pluto, excuse me, uh, Leo is children. And so if you're having children, family Mm -hmm. stuff, that's part of it. And your natal Uranus is in cancer at guess what degree? 22 degrees. So you're having a direct opposition to your natal Uranus also in cancer. So that's really, um, it's a frustrating energy of power plays. Um, I haven't really talked a lot about Aquarius that way, but Aquarius is kind of a contrary, or excuse me, Uranus. We're talking Uranus and cancer in your chart. Um, Uranus is the planet of contrariness because it wants to show people their hypocrisy and it also feels like it doesn't have its own power sometimes that's why uranus in your chart shows you where you need to have independence and autonomy and Mm -hmm. for you it's in the sign of cancer but it's in the house of work and health so you want to feel free to nurture within a work environment but not necessarily be attached emotionally to that particular environment or the people and the coworkers that are in there. And because it's cancer, that can affect your home life as well. Um, Having the moon in Gemini today is communications and um, a certain amount of focus on your ideas and who you are. And when the moon goes into the next house tomorrow, it'll be 19 degrees when the moon goes in. It'll join up with your natal Jupiter at late degree Gemini, which is also the Leo house. So you have a few different energies, but none of them are in a positive aspect. So, so to speak, they're 150 yeah. degrees away from the stellium. So they're, I mean, I've talked about this before. It's, it's like it doesn't feel comfortable. It's um, basically friction for friction's sake almost in this energy. It does kind of feel like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a lot of anxiety. Kind of like, yeah. I know I hate to talk yeah. the last couple of shows about anxiety, yeah. or somebody was talking yeah. about the, you know, so a lot yeah. of anxiety I know I and um, just <laughs> weepiness. Yeah, yeah. So um, for you, probably the weepiness comes from the stellium in your twelfth house because it's super sensitive, and then um, Venus is about to go into Pisces. I would just say that it's probably going to accent that deeper sadness and the other thing i didn't really talk a lot about it's kind of even though i have a scorpio rising and a lot of scorpio on my chart um this is kind of an ending story energy and it can be an ending of a place an ending of a home an ending of a relationship or an ending of a person so you know there's there's people who are transitioning now i have an uncle that i was going to see today actually i didn't have enough time because i had to do the podcast but um Mm. I'm going to go next week. He's got Alzheimer's and his wife and my aunt now have to move him into a, a private 
facility because he's just not recognizing her anymore and getting defensive. And he has had an episode of violence recently in the hospital. So she's got to find a place for him. And so it's an end of life. And, you know, that's part of what this whole stellium is about is the ending. And, and again, I've always encouraged people watch the movie frozen. There's so much subliminal messaging in that movie about what this stellium really signifies. And Mm. it's a really good movie to identify with because it, it really is the story of the stellium and of Pluto and Capricorn of like, we have to let go. We have to be ourselves and we can't, and I'm, I'm just giving you on a personal level. I've been really struggling to be myself in the face of being around family members more right now and other friends that are, it's, it's like I've had a fight with one friend this week. I've had friction with another friend for the last six months, three months. And then I have friction with my mother and um, I, I also want to say Vesta is in Virgo right now, and um, at least I'm, I'm pretty sure Vesta is in Virgo. I, I mean, double check that. But that can be very nitpicky energy, and it can be oh, excuse me, um, let me see, it's in Taurus, so it's in an Earth energy, and it means that there there is nitpickiness in all the Earth signs. There's a certain amount of um, I want it my way, and so we can have that energy um, really on us as well, like um, stressing us out. And for you, oh, there it is. I don't know why I had to look it up. It's right there on the chart. I can see it. It's at 12 degrees Taurus, and that's in your house of communication. So you've got this Uranian energy of Uranus and Taurus and the third house of communications. You're talking in the material world, but it's there's new ideas coming in and there's new clarity coming in. And then Vesta is like when you express yourself to people It can come across as more pragmatic and not as loving, even though Taurus is ruled by Venus, which is a very loving planet. It's much more of like a practical energy when you combine it with all the stellium and Capricorn. So, you know, the earth signs right now are being a little bit more annoying. I'm not going to lie. We can be a little bit more frustrating because, you know, there's that need for tangible security, but, um, yeah, there's there's a definite negative connection to your moon, to your Neptune, to your um, well in opposition, which isn't totally negative in my opinion. But your Uranus is still within the orb of an opposition to your natal Chiron, which accents all this because Mercury and Sun are on there. So, blah blah blah. For people who don't understand this, what I'm saying is um, ego is involved and the way you believe and how you um, interact with friends and friendship and communicate yourself and your ideas are, you know, they're coming across. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying based on what I see in this chart is they're coming across as more rigid and unbending and that can create friction. And that's really, you know, the Leo, Leo Pluto wants to be the leader and Pluto is very strong and stubborn because Pluto, like I've said in other shows, I can't stop saying that, I guess. Um, it's a, a very strong um, energy around values and cutting away what doesn't matter. So when Pluto's involved, it seems like it's right. It feels like it's a solution solver and it knows the truth. And then in this, in conjunct to all the Capricorn, it's challenged. It, you know, the leadership position, just like Trump, is being challenged. And it, it's very frustrating. 
you know, when, when our egos are challenged and Pluto and Leo is ego, moon and Leo is ego. So there's this need for connection that you're kind of being broken away from with Capricorn. I have to wrap up the show or I'm going to get cut off. So um, anyway, my heart's with you, Linda. I hope this helped a little bit to understand the dynamic. I I really recognize it. I really am in this energy of like, I I am so done with being shown up in the relationship mm -hmm. the way I've been showing up. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, You know, just work on yourself and, Make yourself happy. That's where it's at right okay. now. That's really what the universe is trying to tell us. Okay? Okay. First. Thank my, you. My, that was good talking to you. Happy New Year. I'm sorry. It's so difficult. I understand. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. That's the end of the show. Thank you for showing up this week, and we'll talk to you again next week. Hi, this is Shelly. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com with additional music by Tracy Coriel at Tracyland.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided on show-by-show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info...